The views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Welcome to a Breath of Fresh Air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. Uriah, nice to have you back. How's the war going? How is Joab doing out there? You know, we're doing good. We're making some advancements. The Ammonites are putting up a good resistance. But, you know, Joab, our general, he, he kind of knows the thing, man. So, everything's going good on the battlefield, King. But, King, why did, you, why did you bring me back? Your report has come to me that you're a pretty good fighter, and I just wanted to reward you. So, go down to your house, wash your feet. I have a surprise. <laughs> yeah, so I, I have a nice, special surprise waiting for you. weird that the king brought me from battle go home how could I do such a thing my men are out there fighting against the Ammonites I can't be here just sleeping at home with my wife how's that gonna make me look man something's up maybe because I'm a Hittite <laughs> nah I ain't gonna fall for this trick I'm asleep right here on the floor <laughs> good one <laughs> they ain't gonna put this on me He didn't eat any of the food that you sent to his house. As a matter of fact, he didn't even go home. He slept here with us. Hmm. Uriah didn't go home? He didn't eat any of the food that I gave him? <sighs> okay. Uriah! Yes, King? Did you not come from a journey? You should go home, relax, spend time with your loved ones. You're back in town. I did this from time to time. Just go home, you know, show your family, your loved ones, your wife maybe. You know, show them a good time and then we can prepare you to go back to war. But King, pardon your servant as he speaks. But the ark and Israel and Judah abide in tents. And my lord Joab and the sermons of my lord are encamped in open fields. Shall I go down to my house and eat and drink and lie with my wife? King, as thou liveth and as thy soul liveth, I shall surely not do this thing, king. Hmm, he's a tough cookie. Wait here today and, and tomorrow and I'll let you go, okay? Just... Spend two more days in the city, then you're free to go back to the war. All right, King. I'll do that. Throw me a feast tonight and make sure you bring all of my best wine. Yes, my King. King! This is a good party you throw in here. You like the wine? Oh, King. It's so good. We don't have wine like this in the field. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Uriah, Uriah. <laughs> I, think you, I think you've partied a little too much. <laughs> Let's get you home, buddy. <laughs> Just on the floor. No, 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 no. Servants, see to it that this man goes home. All right, let's get you home. No, no. I'm asleep here. I can't go home. My guys are in the field. Okay. I know what I have to do. Uriah the Hittite, it's been a nice few days spending time with you. Pardon me, King. That, that party was good. I'm, I'm so sorry about my actions. No, no, no. You're fine. Now, because you are a trusted servant of the king, I am trusting you to send this message. It's of grave importance. And I only brought you here because I knew that you are faithful to deliver this message to Joab. So here's a note. Make sure this goes to Joab and Joab only. Can I trust you with that? You can trust me. No one will see this note but Joab. I won't even read it. Thank you for entrusting me with this important task, my king. Tell me if this scenario sounds familiar. You made a mistake, some would say a really big mistake, and instead of owning up to it, you try to cover it up. And the more you try to cover it up, the more things seem to spiral out of control, until you have no option but to confess. Like us all, at some point in our lives, King David found himself in this very predicament. This week we are focusing on 2 Samuel chapters 11 and 12. As always, be blessed and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Breath of Fresh Air. My name is Nikaz Gay. Earl Roberts, live in the studio. Yep. Technically, we're not live. But <laughs> I just always wanted to say that. All right. So we definitely appreciate everyone Appreciate everyone for tuning in this week. Again, this is episode 104, if I remember correctly. And yeah, we're going to get in a pretty interesting story, a well-known story. In fact, uh, comes from 2 Samuel chapter 11. We're going to do chapters 11 and 12 tonight, but it's David and Beth. Bathsheba. Yep. I always say Bathsheba. I don't know where you got, got that from. See, but Bath is so easy to remember given the circumstances of how he met her. You think that was planned? I just, like, stuff like that, I just wonder if, like, if this works outside of the English language, bro. Like, I, these questions, like, like someone, someone just was talking about how, like, and this is a super tangent, this is a wild way to start off. But someone was, the episode, but someone was just like, I see a video that's like, bro, like, witchcraft is in TV, bro. You're staring into a black mirror. And what is it called? Tell a vision. How do witchcraft speak? They tell a... You see what I'm saying? And I think about it, right? And I say, bro, okay, I wonder if whatever country created the TV, if that would work in their native language, bro. Because, like, phonetically, these stuff always work in English. But if, it, if this is a fuck, like, this is, this is a, a universal thing, I believe it 
should work in other languages. You feel me? But then, like, some people say, like, your name should be your name no matter which language you're talking. That's true. But, like, inanimate objects like this, yeah. they have it. It's like, yeah, it, it no, changes. Yeah. I, 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 I definitely agree. I definitely yeah. agree. Well, lots of tangents start this episode. <laughs> Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, So this week, oh, we, we're brushed for time. So weekly thought. Man, God's grace is sufficient. And that was just something that I had to be reminded of this week. Even when you're down on yourself, even when you think you're in, inadequate, you're incompetent, God's grace is sufficient. His love is sufficient. His love is never ending. And that's one of the promises we have in the Bible. That's one of the things we're reminded of through scripture. And we see it play over and over and over and over again through every story that we go through. No one's perfect. No one in the Bible is perfect except God, except Jesus. And we see even in this story, we're going we're gonna to get some grace from God, but... Yeah, man, God's love and his grace is sufficient. It is enough. It is enough for you, no matter which point of your life you're in. Amen. So we got a, we yeah. got a, we got a one John Park story, like, and I can't lie. And this has been something that we couldn't wait to talk about. I feel like, you know, like how we'd be in the middle of a story, right? Let's say mm-hmm. Samson, for example, because I'm just thinking someone else in a relationship. You really like right? Samson, you know? No, I, like, I feel like that's just the easiest it. person. No, I do like Samson, just but like, I think that's the easiest person for me to continue to pick on. <laughs> you feel me? Like, it's easy for me to pick on. Like, I can pick on David to some degree, but then I can get a lot of pushback. It's like, no, but he did do this. He did do that. Now, Samson, I could use him. But what I'm saying is, like, we might be... We might be um, talking about, let's say, uh, Jacob and Rebecca or something, mm-hmm. right? And um, and you might want to reference someone later on in the story. And you say, we can't wait till we get there in the Bible. Uh-huh. I feel like we've said that about David a lot, a lot especially this story right here. I mean, because, well, David was so far down in the Bible. I mean... Second Samuel, we really getting into the story. We was talking about him from Genesis, and oh, we ain't got to look because he's coming up. But yeah, 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 nah. I would like to know if he writing any Psalms off at this point, or specifically in this point. I did not check that before. Yeah, no, episode. I think I think Psalms thirty one created me a clean heart. I don't know. If I you're think that with was that. yes. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. Psalm. Right, I can't remember if that's Psalms thirty one, but that the Psalm it's in the thirties somewhere around there. But he definitely made that during the time of this. You know and I do saying? remember someone saying that. So, yeah. yep. All right. So I'm going to start reading 2 Samuel chapter 11. It happened in the spring of the year at the time when the kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they destroyed the people of Amnon and besieged Rabbah. And, you know, we talked about Amnon last episode and the Ammonites. But David remained in Jerusalem. So you see, David sent them out, but he remained in Jerusalem now. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked onto the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, is that not Bathsheba, (laughs) the son of the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Giving a whole profile, bro. Then David sent messengers and took her and she came to him and he lay with her for she was cleansed from the, from her impurity. And then she returned to her house and the woman conceived. So she sent and told David, I am with child. That's a lot. So basically if we remember last story, Mm -hmm. right? You know, Nahash, his son. What was his name? Oh, I can't remember his name, but I can't believe it. it was just last week. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, his son, 
um, you know, caused the war between David and the Ammonites. Hanun, just Hanun, Hanun. Right? I can't believe I was going blind. I could have, I could have just went back one chapter. You <laughs> That's know, all but, I do. I'm going <laughs> right? But so David as a king. This mm-hmm. is literally the time when kings go out. You understand what I'm saying? And he, he just went out last episode, last chapter. Last chapter, mm-hmm. he was definitely out. But now he is not out. And just want to make a point of... Because everybody's familiar with the story. Like, I'm not even going to talk as if... Well, most people, but I'm not going to talk as if this is something brand new. But mm-hmm. when you are idle, bro, you know what I'm saying? When you are idle, you got to be careful, man. Like, um, What that person tell us growing up? Idol, the idol. devil fine works by idle hands. Right, idle hands. The devil playground or something, something like that. Something, yeah, like <laughs> like, something like that. Fish fry, fish fry, fish fry. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so, like you see, David, he's supposed to be on a specific mission, mm-hmm. but he is not. It, it's almost similar to when, you know, some people believe. Like I'm not gonna just come and say this is true or not because it's not specific in the Bible. But some people believe that Eve and Adam they split. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You you read patriarch and, and prophets. Um, Ellen White gives commentary on that, but they were not to leave each other's side. And because Eve was alone, the devil had was able to do that. Jesus was in solitude in the wilderness after forty days and forty nights of fasting when the devil came came towards him. Mm-hmm. And then when you go back, even even going back to Adam and Eve, bro, you can see dialogue between Eve and the serpent. But no dialogue from Adam. This whole mm-hmm. time, was he just quiet? You know what I'm saying? Like, it gives reason to believe that she truly was by herself at the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Different story for a different time. But David is not where he's supposed to be. For what reason? We don't know. You know what I mean? But that's how you just get yourself in problems. Yep. Like, oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. As a child, we used to, quite, we used to, we used to sing that. And we see David. And so now think about it. Now, you're the king. You ain't where you should be, I mean, really and truly, because you're supposed to be with your man leading them in battle right now because at the point in time, the, ba- the battle wasn't that decisive of a win when this story happened. So he was supposed to be out there still leading. But he went back and stayed in Jerusalem and said, okay, yeah, you guys can handle the rest of this. You don't need me there. Mm-hmm. And so the part that also gets me is that he asks, who is this woman? Hmm. Who is she? I see something. I really like it. And I want it. That's the part that gave me. I want it. So now he's saying, who is this? The report comes back. Oh, yeah. Who in the bottom was like, who your people is? Mm-hmm. He, she got back. Who her lineage is? Also, she is married. Yes. And the Bible makes sure have pointed out, David knew she was married. Yes. Did not stop him. He say, okay, that's all fine and dandy. Come here. I want you. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> Mishima? <laughs> Quite literally. I need that. So, comes... And so this would be like a contentious point, right? So people are like, did David rape her? Did he not? And and you said this, you said this before the part, too, it's like, even if he brought it in, it's like, power is like, oh, how are you first? Like, it's almost like, he sent sense, his sense of the king is like, you almost can't say no. Right, like, she, uh, she didn't have an autonomy over her body to say yay or nay, you understand? This is the king. But it's, it's like, it's like when we were in school and they would teach us the definition mm-hmm. of date rape. You could be in a relationship with this person. You could like them, you know, you could want to have sex with them, just not right now. You saying no, they persist. Mm-hmm. Date rape, you understand what I'm saying? Or if somebody drugs you, X, Y, Z, I'm not trying to trigger people, but the fact of the matter is, what needs to be there is consent. With the absence of consent, it leaves room for a rape accusation and Mm -hmm. for for people to speculate based on that. Now, what we don't know 
is if Bathsheba gave consent. But consent or not, because David was the king, he was able to get what he wanted without that. Now, up until now, we don't, not even, no, no, period. Everything we know about Bathsheba, we don't have not one piece of evidence that she initiated anything. The woman was taking exactly. a shower. Exactly. And then, so here's the thing too. So now you gotta think about it. We know David have multiple wives at this point. Mm -hmm. Outside of Bathsheba, because she ain't even his wife at this point in time. Right. So you have multiple wives. And this, this kind of gets into a story we're going to get into next week. But it shows how, like, man, when you have the lust of the flesh, there's nothing you can do to cure your urges, man. Because when you operate in the flesh, you just operate in the flesh because you have multiple wives, bro. And quite honestly, outside of your wives, you could have anybody else in the whole city who ain't married. You could have a sister. You could have a cousin. You See, my thing is, number one, you got Abigail. The Bible already says she's fine, bro. You understand? Quite literally. And so, bro, it's like... Nabal's wife, by him. Nabal's just, wife, just by, case, by the way. Wife of the, wife of, the wife of Nabal. Yeah, so... <laughs> He has a pattern here. Yeah, Fox. <laughs> but you can become insatiable, bro. Like, when you lack discipline... And I see, that, I see that in my own life, bro. Truthfully, that's why... Boy. That's why I was gaining weight so fast, bro. And, and that was a part of the sermon, too. That, that was I, a part I, of I the see. sermon. Bro, because, like, me... Like, bro, I gang, I tell you how much times, like, I sneak to get a midnight snack in the fridge. You probably hear me in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need that. I was thinking about this, this cookie dough, which you put in there, and you don't want to bake these cookies for nothing, man. You see what I say? Like, <laughs> but I need that. You feel me? Like, and it's like, you lock self-control because you never tell yourself no. Mm -hmm. This week, I went to the gym. I, I, I bought a membership to the gym, and it's the first time for the year I went to a big gym. I was just going to the apartment gym. The whole time. But this is the first week. Mm -hmm. I deny myself, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like... I felt like I didn't want to go to the gym, bro. I didn't want to eat healthy. But I forced myself to do it. Mm -hmm. And that snaps up in me, bro. Like, that got me, like... Like, motivated and amped up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was trying to go to the gym on my lunch break. You know what I'm saying? Like, I trying to sneak to the gym. Because, like, that really excited me. Because I, I overcame a hurdle. Yeah. And a lot of times, you don't even know how close you are to being, like... To a breakthrough or just... To being locked in mm. but it's like it just seems like this wall or this addiction or this whatever mindset you have you can't get over it but you definitely could especially with the holy spirit that's you know a fact that's a big fact i mean because here's the thing so like man i got into the, like at least a discussion with someone before like at what point did david sin in this thing did he sin when he saw someone's like i can't sin by what i see and i and my thing was like okay you can make that argument, but let's play along, right? Not only did you see her, but you kept on looking and you started to lust. Yes. That is where the sin started to creep in. Yeah. Because, okay, someone, I, I walk outside and someone, they're running naked. I, I, I literally can't stop myself from seeing that. Right. But now where I would start to sin if I say, bro. You start to let it marinate and then you marinate, start to yeah, thoughts, you, right? Your eyes lock on. You just, see, you just start to like think the thoughts now because like they say, that this is where sin starts. It don't start in the actions. It starts in your mind. That's a fact. And so now you're like, and that's where David started to fall because think about it. He saw her. He, he observed her. He loved what he saw. Then he said, okay, even if he walked away, bruh, who is that? He had to find out, bro. He had to get the report card on, on this one. Exactly. Bro. And so like think about how much time elapsing, bro. Right. Even if... Who is that? Oh, okay. We, who are you talking about? Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's Eliam's daughter, Uriah, the Hittite's wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, bring her here. Right. And 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 that's, and you know, I just make, I make a joke at the beginning of the poor David was like, I need that or whatever, right? The man had to, yeah, I had to get a report. He had to send someone to get her. 
she had to come. Bro, you have so much time to think, bro. Think this through. You have so much time to think this through, but from the, from the fact that this one of your brave warriors, bro, mm. Aman, loyal to you, bro, right? You know that. You know, you know you're riding a Hittite. You know why? Because he is not an Israelite. If you had just said John Doe or whoever, <laughs> you'd, you'd have to do a lot of digging, bro. Mm-hmm. The Hittite or the Hittite who in my army, like, it ain't too much of that. You, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like, you're surrounded by Israel, like, just statistically, bro. And it's like, Number one, you see another man, wife, bro. And you like, I don't care. I literally don't care. I literally, I literally do not care, bro. Like, for real. And your action showed that even though you might not have verbally said that, that didn't mean nothing to me. From you, from you say, like, cause like, think about it like this, right? You know, growing up, mm-hmm. you might, you might like a girl. You then I talking about me very young, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you might yeah. want to talk to someone, but then you find out, oh, there's such and such little sister. Oh, no, I ain't playing with that because I know he's yeah, crazy for instance. Exactly. He's very protective exactly. of his little sister. Exactly. So because you don't want to get in no problems, you like, I can leave that alone. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Some people, you know, some people do whatever. <laughs> they, don't like, don't care. they don't care. Just like David. But David, he, you from you notice a married person, you know in the law, bro, you being a married man yourself, you should understand what the implications of that would be. Exactly. And so by because of that, this is this is intentional now. You can't like to me. You can't rationalize that he 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 slipped. You feel me? Like no, this yeah. a lot of forethought, a lot of red flags that we say in the days they went off when he just ignored all of them because again he was operating the flesh and he wanted what he wanted. Yeah, nothing else, no logical rationalization was going to get through to him because he was already like the devil already caught him in his weakness. Yeah, and he was going after what he wanted because it, it's so funny because like when we operate in sin, when we operate in the flesh, we try to get away with things. So if no one is going to find out about what I'm doing, then what's the harm? Yeah, so what's stopping me from being doing the right thing? Exactly. And the funny thing about it is, I mean, I guess he's the king, right? But you still got to go send people to bring this woman to you. So obviously people already know. like Yeah. But when you're the king. And so we see, he lay down, he, he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity and she returned to his house. So you see, afterwards, she was like, okay, I need to like, do a little bit of cleansing for what I for what just transpired, and I'm gonna go back home. But then the whole wrench got thrown into their plans when she said, I am with child. <laughs> so now David, verse 6, he sent he sent to Joab. Remember, Joab's out there leading the army, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. When when Uriah had come to him, David asked how Joab was doing and how the people were doing and how the war was how the war prospered and David said to Uriah go down to your house and wash your feet go so Uriah departed from the king's house and a gift of food from the king followed him but Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with the servants of his lord and did not go down to the house so now we see in David trying to cozy up to Uriah David knew what he just did mm. Uriah don't know what's happened all Uriah saying hold on I am here and in the middle of a war going on but you just sent for me so something's up Hmm. But he ain't really thinking of it. And so, but then you see David's like, hey, hey, go, 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 go to your wife. Trying to cover up what he did. Because now, if, if you sleep with her tonight, you could always say a child is yours. And then no one going to find out because it's all going to make sense. If even after you do this, I could send you right back out to war. And I could, all, you could always say, yeah, Uriah came home for a night and, and, and did what he had to do. Yep. But we see Uriah is an honorable man. Hmm. So we see word got to David. Uh, pardon me, so in verse 9, but Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord and did not go down to his house. 
So in verse 10, when, so when they told David saying, Uriah did not go down to his house. David said to Uriah, did you not come from a journey? Why did you not go down to your house? And Uriah said to David, the ark and Israel and Judah are dwelling in tents. And my Lord Joab and, my, and the servants of my Lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go to my house to eat and drink and to lie with my wife as you live and as your soul lives? I will not do this thing. So, you remember when Joseph was with his brothers, right? And he mm -hmm. keep giving keep giving Benjamin special treatment because mm -hmm. he's kind of just testing the the heart of the brothers. The heart of the brothers, right? Mm -hmm. Every time I read this, I feel like Uriah was like, "No, King, you ain't gonna set me up and 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 look at me like I am on no, bro." I can't do that. Like, number one, you can see this This a noble man, loyal mm -hmm. man. You understand? He sleep at the door, bro. Like, mm-mm. You ain't even going to say I abandoned my men for nothing. For nothing, bro. Like, just just to have a good time. No, 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 no. The job ain't finished, bro. I didn't think about it too, bro. I'm a Hittite. Why are you trying to, like, capture me in this type of way? Mm -hmm. You say, I ain't loyal to the issue like cause. I just trying to, like, escape out. No, I'm not I, doing that. No, I ain't doing that. I'm not doing that, bro. Like, to me, how suspicious this is, bro. Mm -hmm. Me, the Hittite, out of all the people, I probably, I might be the best fight fighter, but I probably ain't. We still got Joab. We still have all type of people up mm -hmm. there, right? You calling me, you bringing me food, you telling me go home to lie with my wife, bro. Exactly. Like, now he, I don't think he come out and say lie with your wife because that would be too suspicious, but like, um, what's the name? He asked him the next morning. We just said, go home and go, go right, 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 right. But like, initially, he just was like, yeah, go home. And he sent food. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like, why you? Why you doing all this? I remember when I first came on the job, one of, like, my boss's boss's bosses, like, one of the high execs had lunch, had, had um, breakfast with me like, mm -hmm. when I was a new hire, right? And the whole time, I ordered something that I didn't really like, but I know it's clean, it's, like, neat to eat. And I was so nervous because I'm like, bro, this dude trying to, trying to press me to see if I smart enough to be on this job, like I was only on the job for like two weeks, I'm like, bro, what my boss, 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 boss want to want to meet with me for? You yeah. feel me? But like, uh, as a part of the culture, they they just try to um, get to know everybody. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, because I could go on to do great things. Like, you you're gonna want to know everybody and see how to utilize people's talents, and that was admirable of him. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't enjoy that. Like, I was so nervous. He was trying to get to know me, but I was just like, bro, I don't know if this is a trap. You know, I don't know if this is set up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I too, I too suspicious. <laughs> you feel me? So, I just like, I'm, I'm picking out this and that. I actually, I actually went to work unfulfilled with that whole breakfast because I was like, I couldn't really enjoy it, bro. Because this, this big, I can't be myself, bro. Like, uh -huh. you know what I mean? Because uh -huh. you, you, you there. And mm -hmm. worse if it's a king. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, for all I know, it might be something bad I do. Like, why you have me here? Why you have me here? And then, you know? I was just saying this might be a setup. Yeah, but I, I do like his response too. Like, hold on, King. Like, all the people I with, they in the fields. I can't do this thing by just staying here. Like, this just don't sit right with me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then so, David... <laughs> can see David say, all right, I can fix your business. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got done with this. Yeah, you think you think you're getting away. <laughs> and so, David said to Ryo... Oh, okay. And then David said to Uriah, wait here today and also tomorrow and I will let you depart. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next day. And so now we see David trying to say, okay, keep staying two more days then, hoping he would go home to see his wife. Mm -hmm. And I do appreciate, I, I, do, I do admire Uriah's like self-control too. Because mm -hmm. naturally, but yeah, I've been out to war. Who knows how long you've been out to war? We, we just know last chapter they've been doing this war with Dominates, right? 
But who knows if you could die next time you go out to war and thing, bro? Like, exactly. you see what I'm saying? Like, why why you wouldn't go and see your wife, bro? Like, little does he know. Why <laughs> not? That's crazy because I don't even think about that. But like, to your point though, like, like I I have a duty to the country that I that I fight for. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Like, and I am not deflecting from that. But like the mindset, bro. Like. We locked in, but like when 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 athletes in the playoffs, some athletes they don't watch TV, they don't do nothing. They yeah. just they just they don't focus. talk to their family or nothing. No, they don't talk to their family at night and, and and like after the game stuff. Cause you could distract me, bro. Like you know what I mean. And Uriah was in it was in war mode, bro. Mm-hmm. I can't be out there slipping, bro. I can't like if I go live with my wife, I could be relaxed and then I ain't gonna be on top of my game, bro. Exactly. You know what I mean? Feeling a little too good. And then people might clown me if they find out I was out living a life and thing like that. They could be jealous and you wait me... for the cause. No, I uh uh-uh, I doing that. So uh in the evening when okay, bring 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 um sorry. Mm-hmm. the evening went down off to lay in his bed and the servants of the law but he did not go in the morning when it happened he wrote a letter to I think I went down too far okay so in verse 13 now David called him he ate and drank before him and he made him drunk at the and at the evening he went out and to lay in his bed with the servants of his law but did not go down to his house so we see David even try to do an exploit David try get him drunk hoping <laughs> he'd be feeling so good to go to lay with his wife yeah. he still say Nope, I'm going to lay right here with the servants on, on the floor until it's time for me to go back. I'm not going home to lay with my wife. Nope. David, get him drunk, bro. And so, David is moving like a very desperate man right now. Like, Quite literally. Like, Quite literally. Like, he doing everything in his power to cover up sin. And it's like, story, it's stories like this in the Bible, bro. Where you going out your way. To sin, like you, you, mm-hmm. you, you disgracefully sin, mm-hmm. and everything that could go wrong is going wrong, bro. Like, Quite literally. like bro, why she have to get pregnant, bro? Why the man didn't want to lay with his wife? You understand what I say? Why he get drunk and still in? You see, you feel me? Like everything that could go wrong is going wrong, and it just go to show, bro. Like, bro, we ain't in control, bro. We ain't exactly. In, but the only person who can help you out of this is God. But you exactly. ain't, you ain't seeking God. Because you're too ashamed to go to seek God because you know you're already wrong. That's a fact, but anyway, we, we can get there. We can get, we get there. there. Yeah. So it's, but, that's, but my thing is, that's just how it is because like, I was thinking the same thing. Like, all this time you should have gone to ready, repent to God and just try to own up to it. Right. You already know the prophet Nathan Dale or whatever. You go say, Nathan, bro, I really messed up this time. Something like that, which you're going to get to in a bit. But it's like you try to cover up your sin to try to hide your shame and your guilt. But in doing so, you have to sin even more. And that's, and that's funny how sin works. That's how the devil kind of gets in this loop. Because, yep. like, like, it's funny. Like if, you do, if you tell a lie, you've got to lie about 10 more times to cover up that original lie. Yep. And then if you steal, you got to lie about stealing. Someone find out that you get to the fight or something. You might have to kill somebody. We see it's going to escalate. But that's just how sin, that's just how sin goes. When you're guilty and you shouldn't be trying to hide it, you have to do more stuff to cover it up. And all that stuff is probably even more sinful than just tell the truth and own up to, to God. Yeah, and, and like... I'm not talk like I'm not talking from a perspective of this being easy or that I would have been any better than David. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like by the grace of God, I have examples like David to remind me not to even get in these situations mm-hmm. to think that I could see. Because my thing is, you made a conscious decision to get into this problem, right? Mm-hmm. But in your mind, you probably figure I, 
if anything was to go bad, I can handle this, bro. I, I, I got everything under control. Now, this is the worst scenario that happened. And you're like, I can handle this, bro. I can handle this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we now have stories like David and everyone in the Bible to show us how weak and how prone to sin every person is. Mm-hmm. You know, but David, David, this, this, David just getting started with this. Right, he just getting started. So now, in the morning, in verse 14, in the morning it happened that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote a letter saying, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retreat from him, that he may be struck down and die. Mm. So it was while Joab besieged the city that he assigned Uriah to a place where he knew there were valiant men. Then the men of the city came out and fought with Joab, and some of the people were the servants of and some of the people of the servants of David fell also, and Uriah the Hittite also died. Then Joab sent and told David all the things concerning the war, and charged the messenger, saying, When you have finished telling the matters of the war to the king, if it happens that the king wrath rises, and he says to you, Why do you approach so near to the city you fought? Did you not know that they would shoot from the wall who struck Abimelech, the son of Jer- Jerubazeth? <laughs> Was it not the woman who cast a <laughs> the story is so funny to me, thinking right. back to it. Who cast off a piece of the millstone on him from the wall so that he died in Thebes? Why did you go near the wall? Then you shall say, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. All right, so I don't I don't know what to make of this, bro, because mm-hmm. like... Obviously, you ain't trying to have men die in a war, right? Mm-hmm. So Joab sending this messenger saying, bro, tell the king that, you know, we lost, we lost some men. And then when he get mad, tell him X, Y, Z. But I'm like, bro, why are you getting mad? Number one. And number two, like, <laughs> why, why the resolve is that? All right, you ride a hit tight, also die. Like that, that's, that should make him happy. Right? Because I, so I think what it is, right? One, we see, even going even before that, right? We see David giving this order that send you send Uriah out, mm-hmm. pull back from him, and just leave him to leave him to do that by himself. Yes. That's easy to say. Joab is the field general now. I actually gotta implement this. Mm-hmm. So think about it. First of all, just think about Joab getting this letter like, bro, something's up. Mm-hmm. But that's an order from the king. I have to do it. Right? But the funny thing about it is now, since the, since your king ain't even operating from God right now, that's an order you didn't really have to follow because there's nothing righteous about this order. Fox. But now going to that drug, got to figure out a way. Because here's the thing. If you was, bro, like if you was soldiers in combat, you are trained to leave no man behind. That's a fact. So I can't give the order outright to say, leave him. Mm-hmm. But what I could do is send y'all who are some of my best warriors to go over here knowing that it ain't going to be good for y'all because I ain't really sending in no reinforcements. <laughs> so now Job got to get a, give a report to why these people died. That's the thing about it. and Because I would do something that's pretty stupid to cover it up. Right. And, and so, that, so go. you have to do something stupid to cover it up, right? But that's, that's the only way for David to get his way. So why are you mad, bro? Because David give a different order. David is saying, send him and, and, and fall back. You draw up saying, bro, I got to do this in such a way where I can still keep my 
Integrity, yeah, integrity yeah. on yeah. this field. So now I have to sacrifice some more people. That's what I'm David because you know, David's a war man too. Mm-hmm. David had a report saying, bro, why y'all do this? That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's literally dumb. Why y'all doing that? And so so he drove up because Job, no, this this stupid. Right. But my soldiers could follow me just because whatever. Job saying this stupid. So Job saying, guess what? Tell him all of this. He could say this stupid and he could be mad. At the end, I had some comfort. So you're right here, there too. Right. Because Joab, because think about it, only Joab know the order. Only Joab know the order from David. Mm-hmm. So now he's saying, okay, to put dice on the cake, tell him what happened. He is going to be mad. But tell him Uriah died too. Right. And so a part of the reason why I wonder why, why, why is, is this how y'all doing it? Because you have to send this with a messenger. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, I'm like, this is a, this is a paper trail. You mm-hmm. remember? <laughs> yeah, Clearly. Right, he scared me. <laughs> Last true. thousands of years. Yeah, true. You remember we was talking mm-hmm. about if people knew mm-hmm. what had happened, mm-hmm. like the whole shebang. But it's like um Uriah have to send this message with a messenger who telling all you know the king mod, but now he less mod because um, I'm sorry, Joab Joab. He less mod because Uriah is dead now. So now even the messenger can know. This dude was happy then. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm Joe saying? Joe could have like, write a letter though. Yeah, he could have written a letter. He could have followed follow David's, yeah. David's footsteps to just write a letter. Yeah, for real. Uriah say, nah, bruh. I think, I think Uriah was a little salty too what happened too. Because now, when you, you, you are making me look bad, bruh. He's a warm man. So think about it. The rest of the army, no. Bruh, that's, that order was stupid. Yes. You set them up. Yes, but I think that Joab was also... Forced David just being forceful This episode bro Yeah David is swinging Around his power Right but let me tell you Why I say that Yeah boss But let me tell you Why I say that bro Because Joab Have shame On his On his Jacket already bro Like Shame already He's already shame You Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying Because of Him killing Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Names just slipping my mind today, bro. Like I know you mean though. Like the the the, the yeah. King Saul. Ash, Ash, Ishbosheth. Um. Abner. 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 Right. Bing. Abner. Remember, he killed Abner in a in a in a despiteful way, right? In a spiteful way. Kind of deceitful. Yeah. Despisable way is what I think, him, right? I off rip. I off my rhythm, but I can get it back right now. But so watch this. So Joab of the shame. David curse him. Curse him. All type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now David coming to Joab like, bro. I need you to be despicable again. You understand what I'm saying? You feel me? And Joab, yeah. who know that I already was in bad books with this man. I didn't try to. I, I didn't try to repent for my sins, man. <laughs> you try to bring it back out you of me. Try to bring it back, and I feel like it's intentional why he go on this route. You feel me? Because he, you know, he had plenty of ways he could have get Uriah killed. You know what I mean? But I think he going to Joab like, bro. You still have a job in, in my army and I you know what I mean? Like and then we know what do you do and I and I never and I never punish you for that. I curse you when I let God deal with that, but I never punish you because mm-hmm. I could have put you to death for that. You feel mm-hmm. me? I, I, I do you solid. Do this thing for me. And now Joab acquiesced him and he had to do that. Because who would do that, bro? Like the morale of the fight, you are going to lose that fight. You know, because everybody just see their boy get killed. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if our general make us get our boy killed, but mm-hmm. they can't. They don't have no evidence to prove that. But w- the way you acted, it's like you wanted us to get killed because I was dumb, you know. Pretty dumb, pretty dumb. And so now, so the messages went. 
and came and told David all that Joab said to him. And the messenger said to David, Surely the men prevailed against us and came out at us in the field. And we, were, and we drove them back as far as the entrance of the gate. The archers shot from the wall at your servants, and some of the king's servants are dead. And your servant, Uriah the Hittite, is dead also. And David said to the messenger, Thus you shall say to Joab, Do not let this thing displease you. For the sword devours one as well as another. Strengthen your attack against the city and overthrow it. So encourage him. When the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah's husband was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when her mourning was over, David sent and brought her into his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. Hmm. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Fox. And so, Uriah, um, Joab don't know that David was being a nasty man. You know, by David, like, bro, man dying? That's the least of my problems right now. You feel me? Because, like, Joab thinking he could be mad that y'all lose this fight because Joab know David. They, they family. They've been mm-hmm. together from since David was in his time of trouble. You know, exactly. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. David was like, tell them, brother, sword devours one as, as well as the other. You know, easy come, easy go. It's you know? so funny, like... <laughs> It's so funny, in a time when you should have been angry, you already hit, like, think about David probably was saying, like, well, this is dumb, this is dumb, what y'all mm-hmm. doing? Oh, you're right, Ed? Ah, okay, so you accomplished that mission, all is well with me. <laughs> my my sins have been covered up. I can block this out, no one's gonna know but this, or even if they know, ain't no matter, because he dead now, so <laughs> ain't really no real repercussions coming to me, and I'm the king. Right, it's only me and Bachi. So, it's only me and Bachi, but who know? You know what I mean? My, my subjects, they can't do nothing. Y'all don't have no proof, y'all don't have X, Y, Z, you know? And so David... From a human perspective, his problems are done, bro. Mm-hmm. David, pro- he get in and out of that from the human perspective. Mm-hmm. But how to chop the head? But this thing he had done displeased the Lord. Displeased the Lord. Uh, it just goes to show, bro, like, bro, you could sin in the dark. Hmm. You know one gonna know? Nope. And you could do as much you want to do to try to cover it up, but God still is like, yeah, okay, David, I see you. I like, see you, bro. This old chapter when you want to talk to me, I see you. I see you. And so to correct myself, how I started the part, we were saying Psalms 31 and Psalms 51. And okay. in the, if you read in the King James Version, they have a message that says that um, this was when David had met with Nathan the prophet, which we're we going to get into momentarily. Right yeah. So in chapter 12, verse 1, Then the Lord sent, to, sent Nathan to David, and he came to him and said to him, There were two men in one city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, hmm. which he had brought and nourished, and he grew it up together with him and, his, and with his children. It ate of his own food and drank of his own cup, and it lay in his bosom. And it was like a daughter to him. And a traveler came to the rich man who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one for the wayfaring man who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. So David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this thing shall surely die. Mm. And he shall restore fourfold for the lamb because he did this thing and because he had no pity. pity. Mm. Then Nathan said to David, you are the man. But I love Nathan's approach. Yeah, 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 I do too. I love Nathan's approach because it's one thing to outright accuse him, right? Mm-hmm. Because he say naturally, bro, I know David. And you, and it's like when you corner a snake, what the snake going to do? Lunge out. Yeah, they got to talk. So Nathan said, all right, I could come speaking a parable to you, mm-hmm. essentially. Yep. I could come tell you a story because at the end of the day, bro, you're still a righteous man even though you fumble. And, you are- and so I could let you pronounce your own sentence. Yep. And just for the people 
context or direct what David did committing adultery was actually punishable by, by death. death. Yes. By death. So the king committed a sin punishable by death. And now we see why he was going through such lengths to cover this up. Because this is like this is like a grievous sin that he did. Well, you mind getting you mind getting into that for a little bit though? Let's go for it. So, all right. That's what and, and that's the point too. Why we could say David was desperate. You might just say David was just cold blooded. And to some degree, I do believe he's being cold blooded because oh Nathan oh, oh Nathan said no because oh Nathan said he had no pity. You yeah that Nathan said that yeah because you had no pity. No you pity. You are the man who had no pity. Mm-hmm. You know what I, you know what I'm saying? Uriah ain't do nothing to you, bro. Uriah had his one wife. You got your many wives. Literally, bro. Yeah, many. You have many wives, bro. Like like no 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 joke, bro. You have many. He had his one wife. She she catch your eye. You understand what I'm saying? But we know Abigail beautiful, bro. It ain't like you saying, man, I ain't have no beautiful women. Man, I just wanted a chance to have... No, bro. You have beautiful women, bro. Like, like straight up, bro. And you take this man wife. You impregnate her. You try to, you try to get him to cover up this thing. Bro, you know how much... Do you know how traumatic that is, bro? Like, imagine one day you find out, bro. And you, but you know how mad you could be, bro, like? But, like, five years, one year, 20 years, I was taking care of another man, child, bro. The child born, and you ain't, like... Like... The child don't look like me. It don't look child, like you either. Bro, for real, bro, like... This child kind of looks like King David. Right. <laughs> right, like, huh, what are the odds? You know what I mean? Like, just... Bro, if, if Uriah... If Uriah wanted to, he could make a claim to have David killed. He could make a strong claim. He could spark up a riot. He could spark up insurrection. He could spark mm-hmm. up a riot. And all of this could lead to people mis- distrusting David. You understand what I'm saying? This could mm-hmm. lead to David losing his throne by death or by being overthrown. And it might seem like a, like a joke, but no. Because you got to understand Jerusalem, right? God, God was their king among the Israelites until they had a king, right? And the king is to serve the Lord and, and read the Torah or, you know, in, in Deuteronomy, they say all that, right? Mm-hmm. David is a man after God's own heart. They have the moral laws and they have the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. The moral, uh, I'm sorry, the moral law is the Ten Commandments. They have the Mosaic laws and then they have the, the, the Ten Commandments. The Mosaic laws would be equivalent to our everyday um, civil laws like yeah. driving and all of this and that and the third. That was their laws, bro. So by law, the law of the land was the Torah. You understand? Mm-hmm. And if you take, if you take, if you, if you rape somebody, wife, punishable by death. Just sleep if, with someone, if, wife. Just, <laughs> same difference. You're punishable by yeah. death. But if yeah, if, if they if they commit adultery, death. punishable by death. All of that. You understand what I'm saying? That is the law, bro. Mm-hmm. And you are not above the law because you are not above God, bro. Exactly. And God is the one who making this law. You know, and this this where the law the law backed by God. Mm-hmm. And so that's why David was so, like, adamant on killing Uriah, bro. If I can't get him to think this, this child is if I have to kill him because if I don't, I, I am going to die. And it even goes back to the shame like Gil probably was talking about earlier because, again, why wasn't he talking to God? Because he know what he does is wrong. And he, again, if I go to God, what is my, what is my sentence? Hmm. Death. I already Death. know this. Right. So it's like, if I could cover it up, maybe God ain't watching type thing hmm. is what David was trying to, like, you know, process in his mind, which was very wrong. But again, I like Nathan's delivery because again, I ain't gonna back you into a corner. I gonna say something where I know gonna rouse up the moral side of you, and you have to think logically now. And now, what I say is you, everything's exposed because then here's the thing: you already pro- you already pronounced the sentence Your of sentence, death upon yeah. this man, and now what you gonna say? You are the man, and you know what you did. Now what you could say, bro? Like you say what the punishment have to be. Mm-hmm. 
Thus says the Lord of the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping, and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And, uh, and if that had been too little, I would have also given you much more. Mm. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord and do evil in, in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife. And you have killed him with the sword of the people of Amnon. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me. And it's so funny. <sighs> we're going to get into this in the next coming episodes. We're going to really see how David's kingdom yes. got turned upside down upside from this down. point. The money ain't no peace after that, bro. <laughs> and, and it's so funny because one false move in life, bro. Mm-hmm. Can really change your whole life, bro. Like, whole trajectory. Like, like looking at David, not um, Jacob. Bro, one stealing of a birthright, bro. You ain't got no peace for the rest of your life. No peace. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, because you have despised me and you have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house, which we see will happen. And I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor. And he shall lie with your wives in the, in the sight of this son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel, before the sun. Mm. And so we see God said, okay, yeah, I saw you operating in secret. Mm. But now since you want to operate in secret, I personally will bring it all to light. All of Israel will see you fall. All of Israel will see your kingdom slowly diminish because of what you did. And not even really because of what, well, really because of what you did, but because you also tried to hide it from me Mm. and not come to me sooner. But this is about to be a powerful line right here, bro. Mm-hmm. So David said this to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put your sin, put away your sin, for you shall not die. Mm. However, mm. because by the deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, mm. the child also who was born to you shall surely die. Then Nathan departed his house. These two very monumental texts, bro. One, the Lord has put away your sin. Mm-hmm. You shall not die, bro. Because one of the truths that we have said on this podcast many times, you cannot outsin God's love. Mm-hmm. You cannot. You understand? And this to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's the people who in this situation. This to the Davids in this situation. It's funny because I kind of we started the podcast too, saying like His grace and His love is sufficient. Sufficient, bro. I thought that, I thought that's what you was. I thought you was. You know what I mean? Because I was like, yeah, that, that's really applicable. You feel uh, me? Like, like no cap. And bro, if you if you the the villain, the victim, you understand what I'm saying? You did a lot of stuff in your life. It feels the time, and you just was going through stuff, and you just was hurting people because you was hurt. All of that. Mm-hmm. You gonna carry on. You gonna carry a shame and a sense of guilt in your heart, as if, bro, you are too damaged to be loved. You are too damaged to be of any value. But that's not how God sees it. Even in the midst of God punishing David, God is God is giving David the work right now. Like God is telling him, like it is. But He's still showing him grace and mercy. David. If it was up to David, that person was gonna get killed. Because mercy. righteously, righteously, that's what, what is what should happen. Yep. By law, this You're person should get die. killed. You're supposed to die, bro. Mm-hmm. But God, in his grace and mercy, mm-hmm. shows us love, bro. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it, bro. Mercy 
is when we receive is when we don't, don't receive what you what you deserve. What you deserve. You understand what I'm saying? I deserve to be in jail, but God. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I deserve to get an F on this test, but, but God. God. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> for God. real, bro. Like uh-huh. and, and 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 that's prime time grace and mercy. Now the second thing I wanted to say, I don't know if you want to go for it. Say. I got something else to say, but go for it. I want to get your point up while it's still fresh. Because this deed, you uh, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. Mm-hmm. Remember in the in the our story episode, I was talking about man, I ain't wanted to be no pastor because I want to be responsible for people. I want to misrepresent God. That's mm-hmm. No, bro. If you a Christian, bro, if you represent Christ and you out here arcing crazy, it don't matter if you was a pastor or not. You you misrepresenting God because David was the face of what godly people should be like to many people. Mm -hmm. His actions lead other people to devalue God, lead Mm -hmm. other people to blaspheme against God. And it's really because, too well, just to keep on this train of thought, because David operated how anyone else who wasn't wasn't connected or had no connection to God would have operated Mm -hmm. in that situation. So now they're saying, okay, if someone who's so close to you operate like this... Like, that's how I should act. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, David opened the gateway. And we still have people use David. Oh, David do this. David do this. And I was a man after God's own heart, right? And then, so, and, and going back up to the first point, is the Lord has put away your sin. You know what's so funny? Right after David said, I have sinned against the Lord, admitted his sin, accepted guilt for it, and not tried to hide from the Lord, what happened immediately right after? The Lord has put away your sin. Just it just like shows that. the forgiveness and greatness of God is immediate. Hmm. Is immediate. Yes, you sin. But God say, I will forgive you as long as you are sincere in your apology. Immediately after, hmm. his sin was forgiven. So imagine if David had lusted, gone to Nathan and said, late night lust, bro. Thank you. The Lord put away your sin. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The Lord put away your sin. Don't, don't, don't walk on this. Mm-hmm. Dave, I sleep with um, Bathsheba. She have a son. She, she, she about to get pregnant. Nathan, they really messed up. All right, David. Some off. This gonna have some applications for your actions. But Lord, put away your sin. We gonna see what the Lord say about this. I don't get guarantee because I literally can't say what would happen. Yeah, that, see, that and, this, and this the thing. David used to see before David had like a specific prophet around him. David used to inquire of the Lord too himself. Yeah, <laughs> himself, you feel me? Like like David could have just prostrate himself before the, before God and say, Lord, forgive me. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Forgive. My transgressions, mm-hmm. you know, like you, we have that op, we have that option. Everybody listening, everybody watching, we have that option to go to God for yourself. To go to God for yourself with a contrite heart. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And the Lord is faithful and just to forgive. God says that these things I blot out for, for my mind, for my sake. Mm-hmm. God is, bro. God say like. I just forget this because if I if I remember this, I can get mad. You understand? <laughs> you, you feel me? For my sake, just how just how like just how you um, repent, I am going to forgive you, and I am going to forget about this. So this is as if it has never happened. And as human beings, it's hard for us to forgive ourselves. But if God forgive you, you mm-hmm. can let that guilt go. Exactly. And so, the last part of what Nathan said. The child also was born to you shall surely die. Mm. And so that's the thing. So David was spared from the curse of sin and from, the, and, from the, and from what was happening, right? The child was not spared. Because the Lord say, okay, I can spare you, but 
I can't spare you from all the consequences of sin because you're already so far deep in this. You're going to have to feel something. Like our friend said, there's going to be some serious ramifications for your actions. <laughs> right? And so now we see, arguably this might have hurt David even more because now you have to live with the guilt that knowing that, hey, this child is going to die in your stead mm-hmm. because of what you did and because you didn't come to God. And so uh, reading from verse... This would still be verse 15. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David and became ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. So the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him from the ground, but he would not, nor would he eat food with them. Then on the seventh day it came to pass that the child died. And the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, indeed, while the child was alive, we spoke to him, Hmm. and he had not heard our voice. How can we tell him the child is dead? He may do some harm. (laughs) They were scared of him. (laughs) They were scared of him. So when David saw the servants whispering, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said to the servants, is the child dead? Hmm. And they said, yes, he is dead. So David rose from the ground, washed and anointed himself, and changed his clothes, and went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. And then he went in on he went to his own house. And when he were, and when he requested that they set food before him, he ate. Then his servant said to him, What is that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child died you arose and ate food. And he said, While the child was alive I fasted and wept, for I said, Who can tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me mm-hmm. that the child may live? But now the child is dead, why should I fast? <laughs> can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Um, I'm going to just try to finish the chapter and we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Then David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and went into her and lay with her. So she bore a son and he called his son named Solomon. Hint, hint. Now the <laughs> Lord loved him and sent word by the hand of Nathan the prophet. So, that, so, that, so he called his name Jedidiah because of the Lord. And then in verse 26, he just gets back into some of the fighting. So now Job fought against Reba and the people of Amnon and took the royal city. And Job sent messengers to David and said, I have fought against Rabbah and I can't, and have taken the city's water supply. Now therefore <laughs> gather the rest of the people together and encamp against the city and take it. At least I take the city and it be called after my name. So David gathered all the people together and went to Rabbah, fought against it and took it. And he took their king's crown from his head it weight was a talent of gold with hmm. precious stones, and it was set on David's head. Also, he brought out the spoil of the city in great abundance, and he brought out the people who were in it, and put them to work with saws and iron picks and iron axes, and made them cross over to the brick works. So he did to all the cities of the people of Amnon. Then David and all the people returned to Jerusalem. Amen. And so, back to your point about ramifications right mm-hmm. it's like there are consequences for our actions there are yep and the consequences could exceed you and i this could impact plenty like um so because david was lusty uriah died because david was lusty men in his army die yeah like because of your sin your sin says a far outstretched reaching consequences that you can't even quantify in the moment because you don't know how far reaching it's going to be. Exactly. I mean, think about it. David saw Bathsheba on a, on a rooftop and he didn't envision people going to have to die for this. 
like people are going to have to die for what I see, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's so far reaching. Like when you actually in it, you don't even know what's actually going to happen from this action. But in the moment, you can't see it. No. You know what I'm saying? Because because like it's easy to it's easy to, it's easy to get on David right now, right? But bro, I mean like we've been there so much time. Like right, this ain't right at all, right? But it's like man, I want this, so I'm gonna do this. I know what's so funny. Some of the times when you insane, but you say, but whatever happens, happens, right? Yeah, I, I can just deal with it when it comes. Right. So think about it. You're the king, bro. You, if anybody can say this in the city, it's you. <laughs> Not saying it's right, but it's you. Because you're saying, but whatever happens from this bag, it happens. I just can deal with it. But it's the king, but you know, like, can't deal with <laughs> And then when you really think about it, though, you're the king, uh, but you're the Israelite king, mm-hmm. right? So you, you essentially supposed to be the definition of what a king should be because God shows us how a king should be. Should not have many wives. You know? Like, I don't want to keep driving this point, right? But you can see why a king should have discipline. Any man should have discipline in this area. Mm-hmm. Because you lusty, people got to die. But I, I really think because here's the thing. David already opened up himself with these type of lusts. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't like he only had one wife already. Right. So again, it's like, man, it's nothing for me to get another wife because I already have five. Yes. And then you are the king, right? So we keep saying you are the king, but I can speak for myself. The only example of a king that I know are secular kings who don't care about God at all. Mm. That's what I see on TV. Even the kings who are Christian kings on TV, this during a time when it was very little light. Because he was the king still. Right. Like- you feel me? And so like these people... They do whatever they, they want. want. They take anybody girl, bro. Like, probably Hanun, he probably take anybody girl without caring. That's me speculating, though. Uh, we don't know that. You understand? But I reasonably think that it'll be very true. Yes, yes, bro. Like, this is the king. Like, and they with, secular kings from different... Do these people do... Ch- I mean, child yeah, sacrifice. Child sacrifice and stuff like that. Like, they taking no somebody law, girl. really, right, truly. Exactly. They have codes, but they don't they, really care. Right. And so, that's and that's my thing. Like, you, like, they above the law, bro. They are the law, bro. It's like, it's like when you... Like when you watch them medieval movies, bro, mm-hmm. the priests, the kings is answer to the priests. And you be seeing in these move in these shows, bro, the priests be doing all type of dirty stuff behind the scenes, bro. They stealing from people, mm-hmm. they taking advantage of people, they doing all type of stuff, bro. But they are the law. Like even even above kings, you know what I mean? But now David is the king, but he's the Israelite king. And so you ain't like saying David is the king. That shouldn't mean nothing, bro. Mm-hmm. Because the king is not above the law in this scenario. Exactly. But if you live in a world where every king lives like that, mm-hmm. you as a king, if you ain't depending on God at all times, it leaves a lot of room for you to be like, I can do that. I'm the king. I and, can do that. And we see that's how David was operating. Like legit. And I think too is like, man, one, you already have many wives. So as you already open up yourself to this type of temptation. And then two is like you probably going on all these different raids, and again you're idle. <laughs> so you right now you weren't even as connected to God as you probably should be. So the devil find it easy to like come. That, that's what it was, bro. Law, but temptation your way, and when you got a weak point, bro, we can't we can't say that David was locked in with God doing this. The reason I'm saying this is because we don't have no evidence of David doing this before. Mm-hmm. This was the man who wouldn't even. Who get guilty by cutting off salt piece of salt garment? Mm-hmm. You cut off a piece of clothes and you guilty, bro. <laughs> like you see, like and like you can see, like this man was in a different mindset right now, bro. And I remember a friend of mine, he's a theology major, and he was telling me that his highest moment was followed by his lowest moment. Mm. He had baptized. 
people as a theology major. And then shortly after, he found himself in a predicament that was not like his character. Mm. And he told me that his mentor tell him, bro, when you at your highest, bro, that's when the devil is trying. But like you, like the devil see that as a very vulnerable part. You just baptize people and now the devil like, no, I can take this moment away from you. I think it's like, just think about it. When you at your highest, it's easier to start saying, bro, I do this. Mm-hmm. And so your pride and your ego start creeping in. Even, even very subconsciously. Your pride, because when, you when you're at the pinnacle, you're like, yeah, in the background, you're saying, yeah, God bless you. But you just be like, bro, I just lead them to battle in this victory, bro. <laughs> we, just, we, just, we just take down the king of Amnon. Sitting pretty good. Y'all got this. Y'all clean up. I get back to Jerusalem. Y'all don't need me here. I got good. Another thing I want to say about that, bro. When you accomplish something, right? Let's say outside of the, outside of you, like really hounding in on your um, involvement in this, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say let's say I just um, I just let's say let's say music again. You know what I'm saying? Let's say I just made a hit album and it's and it's a hit, right? Mm-hmm. Even if I'm not sitting there thinking. I made this, the fact that, bro, wow, I'm getting to enjoy having a hit album, right? You can be so caught up in the euphoria of a moment, bro, mm-hmm. that you completely forget about God on a day-to-day basis because you're just so caught up in that, right? Mm-hmm. So David, one of these two options, David could have been so high on his high horse that, like, because he was so victorious in battle, because I just restore Mephibosheth, you understand what I'm saying? I just do this, I do all of this, you understand? I bring the ark, and he could have been, he could have been saying, I, 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 or... Yeah, a bunch of success is just... He have, or he could have just been, like, so, he could have just been so caught up, you know, like how, man, you know, like how when, when like, when, when, like, in these shows, bro, like, like what David tried to do with, with Uriah, mm. he tried to get Uriah caught up, to the point where he make a, a stupid decision. It's the mm-hmm. same thing with the devil, bro. So now, when Uriah was drunk, or when Uriah was was enjoying the food, oh, the king, the king, love me, the king is my boy. The king showing me a good time. He wanted that to get to Uriah's head, so Uriah would be blinded when David sneak in and and cause him to to, to be trapped in in his little trick that he was trying to pull. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And so like I like I seen it, bro. Like. It's times when even when you're doing things for God, bro, like you like that that high or that just like that just moment that you enjoying, bro. Like you gotta still be relying on God. You gotta still be like, bro, you gotta still be cautious. Cause even right then in Dale, the devil can come sneak in and ruin that. So now, every time you think about your battle against the Ammonites, every time David think about the battle of the Ammonites, you know what he's thinking about? I cost, I cost you. I cost you right dead. Right, I cost you right dead. They might have already win like four bottles against the Ammonites. This might have been like the, 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 um, the, oh the nail in the casket. The funny thing about this is just knowing the rest of the story is like, boy, David, you know, too much time to be thinking about the Ammonites after this. No, 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 no. You, you know, too me? much time to be thinking about the Ammonites after this. Real talking. And so it's like, bro, F, like the devil of this way are like, Bro, like something bad happened with, with your good, bro. Mm. Every time you, every time you celebrate that good from now on, you can just think about that bad now, bro. You can, bro, like you it understand what I'm saying, like yeah. so. And so, like that's just that's just something to keep aware of that we ain't good. We not good. You understand? So, like if you go on your whole life and you never kill, you never you go on your whole life and you really play things by the book, you can't think for a second that's because of you. You understand? Like that ain't your doing, bro. It ain't. What? what like what? What get me too, right? 
I have like a big point on this, right? But what, mm-hmm. like, it just because we ain't never focus on it. How God say, bro, even if all the things I haven't given you so far wasn't enough, I would have given you much more. I would give you more, bro. And I was like, bro, all you do is stay close to me. <sighs> you already got, I already given you your house. I already take deliver you from Saul when you're in your time of trouble. I already put, make you king of all of Israel. I delivered you from all the different enemies. I have given you your master's house and your master's wives. Like, I get like, bro, if, if this had, and if this had been too little, David, hmm. if this had been too little, I would have given you much more. And we see how Dave, how, how God gave it up with the next king after this. For real, bro. Because he, he surely did receive an abundance, bro. But lastly, we do not have a lot of time. You understand? But just to give, this is a, this is, I, I could just try go through it real quickly and then we probably could end on, on, go for on, it. on this. Yeah, go for it. Um, Psalms 51. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Have mercy upon me, O God. So this is this is so we could understand how David, the, as quoted as the man after God's own heart at one point in time, how this is how he was after his sin. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like he wasn't emboldened. You feel me? Like he do what he had to do to try to cover this thing up and not fail tremendously, right? Epically. Epically. And now, as he repents, we get to read his mind because he jotted this down, mm-hmm. his dialogue um, with God. Psalms 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the mer- multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me against you. You only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak. You blameless, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm blameless when you judge. Behold, I brought forth iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that my bones you have broken may that that the bones you have broken may rejoice hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities create in me a clean heart O god and renew a steadfast spirit within me do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your holy spirit from me restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit then i will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. Mm. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Mercy! Mm. These, O God, you do not despise. Mm. Do good in, do good in your good pleasure to to Zion, build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering, and whole burnt offering. Then they shall offer bulls on your altar. Mm-hmm. Mercy. So even amongst all that David was doing, David was fully repentant, and he took the time to drop a gem. Or he said, "Bro, if if a burnt offering, like if the auction, if the auction of it." If the works was enough for you, 
it was what you wanted, I, I would, would do, do that. But that ain't even nothing. You bro. don't like them things. <laughs> really and truly. Really and truly, you know what you like? A contrite art. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, really and truly, to think about it, what are the works of the heart aren't behind it? Mm. Like, like when say, someone say, you could say anything, but what are you doing? Hmm. What, is, what are you actually doing? You know what I'm saying? So God's saying, guess what? It's the meaning behind it. You, like, you saying you're sorry, you say you want me to forgive you, like you want me to forgive you for your sins, but is your heart, is your heart in the right place? And that's, again, what we see through it all, throughout it all, like David being a man after God's own heart. Because, hmm. man, this was, ugly, this was a low point for him. If it's his lowest, man, we can have a whole episode on trying to figure out well, what was David's low point when we done with when, when David's no longer here. But to think about it, man, like, man, this is a gem. Creating me a clean heart. Just to think about all I've been through, love, all I've been trying to hide from you, like, man, because now at this point now, it's like when you release it all, you release really how deep it, like, you go and you have this moment of reflection. Bruh, I laid with someone who wasn't my wife. I got someone killed trying and then have some other debts by default like lord bro like this is a lot like and you forgive me bro i will show people about your character i will teach about who you are as god but man like renew the spirit within me because i know i need it lord like this thing this person like i know i need to i, I know i need to be washed renew i need to become white as snow because <laughs> man what i did wasn't right but god through your goodness <laughs> through your goodness I know you want a contrite heart and man, Lord, I'm laying it all out here for you to see. Like, I am super sorry, super sorrowful about what I did. And I want others to know about the goodness and the graciousness that you've bestowed upon me even when I should have had death. So, yeah, man, that's, that's a that's, gem. It's powerful, bro. And then, <clears throat> I just, we could end it like this, bro. You cannot out-sin God's love. This man was rocking up sins. He was lying. He was killing. You understand what I'm saying? He was committing adultery, all of that. And God still showed him grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't, a, this wasn't a special treatment to David. Each and every one of us are eligible for God's grace and mercy. All it takes is repentance and a contrite heart. David's affair with Bathsheba transformed into a myriad of other sins, including murder. While David was speaking to Nathan the prophet, he agreed that his sins were punishable by death and that he should pay fourfold for his actions. But because we serve a gracious God, the Lord spared David from the death penalty, but he did lose his youngest son. And because his payment was supposed to be fourfold, there are still three more that he will lose. But we'll talk about that on the next episode of A Breath of, of, a fresh, breath air. of fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by your host, Earl Roberts and Nikaz Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, Make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week.